0: Hello and welcome to a podcast from the Royal College of Psychiatrists and Bipolar UK. My name is Dr. Friya Ambersadik and today I'll be talking with Patricia who is going to share with us some of her experience of living with bipolar disorder. Hello Patricia. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Patricia, Would you like to start off by telling us about when you were first diagnosed and how old you are now?
1: Um, well, I was first diagnosed with bipolar when I was in inpatient treatment. I would have been about 16 then. Um, I'd been admitted before for an assessment, but they didn't really know what was going on. Um, and then I ended up going back in, and that's when I was diagnosed with bipolar. Um, so at 16. And I'm 24 now.
0: Hmm. So you're now in Adult Services? Well, I was. You were? <laughs> I'm okay. not in
1: Adult Services anymore. okay. So,
0: you were in your late teens when you were first diagnosed yeah. with bipolar disorder. I'm just wondering what symptoms you were having at the time.
1: Well, at first it was mainly depression, and that's when I got diagnosed with severe depression because I was just, that was mainly what I was showing. But um, after I came out of inpatient treatment, I was um, doing group therapy at the time at a private clinic that, which was funded by the NHS. Um, And my child psychiatrist actually saw me having a manic episode. Lots, you know, hearing voices completely running around (laughs) out of the blue. um, Sweating, constantly moving, talking, frequent. (laughs) All the time, basically. It was quite clear to see.
0: And you've talked about being in an inpatient unit and being a part of a group as well. And I'm just wondering, what other treatments have you received previously to help you with bipolar disorder?
1: I'd done a few things like one-to-one sessions and counselling and stuff like that, but the main thing that I found was helpful was CBT, helping me manage my emotions and my moods and kind of feeling stronger in myself and look, you know, really looking at things in depth to kind of see what was happening.
0: And were there any challenges that you experienced with diagnosis or management or, you know, in terms of where you are in your life now?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I left inpatient treatment, I hadn't, I hadn't finished school. So I had to go, well, I really wanted to go to college. So I went to college and um, luckily they let me in without any GCSEs. um, And I went and I left because I couldn't do it. And I went again and I left because I couldn't do it. And I went again. I did my A-levels and I got my GCSEs as well, but it was very hard for them, I don't think they'd really seen many people that had what I had and um, it was difficult for them to manage me on a course where you have to be in all the time. And luckily my head of year was very supportive and I managed to get my A-levels and I managed to get to university, so it it took a while but I managed to get there in the end. That's
0: fantastic. And what do you think helped your your kind of you know the college to understand bipolar disorder a bit more and support you more?
1: I think they really got to know me and my family, and kind of that I was putting the effort in. And I think definitely with high moods you get so much done. I mean, at the time I was doing an art subject, and I, I I managed to do really well in it, and I got a lot of good feedback about it, and they showed my book as kind of. An example so I think that they saw that I was trying that I was doing well in my courses and I like, kept coming back for help I mean that was the main thing it was very hard to always have to admit that you were struggling but in the end they really understood and helped me get into university and I wouldn't really be here if I didn't have their support
0: you mentioned your family as well and I'm wondering what it was like for your family and what's been helpful for them in this experience yeah
1: um, well it was really hard for them at first I mean they'd never really seen anything like it before with the kind of severe depressions and the suicidal stuff and then going really high and kind of talking about all these ideas and silly delusions that you have at the time but as I've got older they've come to realise it's kind of part of me and it's always going to happen um so we've got to deal with it and they've adapted to it um mainly by me being honest with them. I mean, I don't tell them everything about the suicidal stuff or the trouble I get into maybe when I'm high, but I, you know, I try and talk to them and be as honest as possible so they can understand that I'm not doing on purpose.
0: You've talked about um, being in child adolescent mental health services and then moving into adult services. And I'm just really interested in what that transition was like for you.
1: Well, it's it's quite a difficult transition because when I was in child and adolescent mental health services, um, I had one uh, psychiatrist, I saw him like once, maybe twice a week sometimes. I had group support, I had um, one-to-one support, and then later I had CBT as well. So I I got you know so many resources were given to me which is unbelievably great you know it's just amazing when you look back on it now but when you go into adult services it's very different Um, Mm -hmm. there's obviously a larger group of people to deal with and um, I didn't really get the kind of continuous support I guess that maybe would have been helpful at the time.
0: So there is a gap there in in your mind
1: yeah, I really feel like there's a gap, and I've seen it with other people my age as well that have kind of gone from hospital stays or very long-term hospital stays to adult services.
0: Just wondering about medication as well, and the role of medication in your treatment.
1: Well, I was put on medication when I was 14, and kind of ongoing until last year. Well, not even last year, a couple of months now, but... It was changed so many different times and even though it was helpful, sometimes I feel like I've grown to a point where I'm going to try and manage it without medication. I don't think that's right for everyone, but for me, at the moment, it feels right.
0: And do you have any advice? Because you've you've been in services, you know, for for quite a long time and had quite a lot of experience of of managing bipolar disorder and I'm wondering what advice would you give to a young person who's experiencing something very similar to to what you had
1: yeah um well like I was saying regarding the medication it's it's definitely what suits you and what's best for you and how you feel um it's about talking to your doctor as well being very honest with them about what you're experiencing um and kind of looking for ways to help yourself. I think I mainly grew as a person I've been able to develop my coping skills better for bipolar now because I have looked outside of mental health services. Um, Different things suit different people. Some people, I know religion has really helped them. Me personally, it's working on my self-esteem and my strength in myself and trying to get through it by myself without other things. But food also really helps <laughs> having a good diet has helped me incredibly
0: and we're very interested in the role of bipolar UK as well in, oh, yeah. in being supportive
1: yeah oh I forgot to mention that um, they have been su- superbly just brilliant since i've been um, since I've moved to London um, I've been attending groups um, self-help self help groups mainly to uh, kind of work on things and meet not like-minded people but people who are facing bipolar as well and the challenges especially for young people it's more to do you know not everyone goes to university but the most of the people I've met have gone to university have struggled with it have struggled with getting into work I mean with the economic climate it's very different for mm-hmm. for how it for young people now so it's been really, really helpful going just to have an outlet and to, to know that everyone there is affected by something similar. And um, you can get a lot of positives out of it. Um, there are very some really inspiring people that go and I've learned so much from it.
0: Many thanks, Patricia.
1: Thank you.